Welcome to Have the Edge podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs. Every week we share content to add value to you and your business. Today we will discuss a topic that you do not want to miss. Your hosts today are experienced coaches, speakers and trainers from Have the Edge. Please check out business services we offer by visiting www.havetheedge.org. Are you an entrepreneur? Visit our website to subscribe to Entrepreneur Space. So hello everyone and welcome. Thank you for joining us today uh, where we are going to be learning what are the differences and similarities between social and emotional intelligence. And we've got an expert on the panel today. We have got Desiree. Hi, Desiree. Hello, Anna. Hello, everyone. Lovely to see you. And we've also got Alejandro and Rick, who are both joining us from Atlanta, Georgia. So Desiree, what are the similarities and differences between social intelligence and emotional intelligence? Well, we have been witnessing lately uh, too many uh, changes in the concept of intelligence. First of all, we were all talking about the IQ, the in, in, intelligence that we all learn in school, math, physics, whatever. So then within the years and lately, we noticed that the emotional intelligence was the star of all trainings and all working environments. And the most recent one that is going starting to uh, uh, being introduced and in the very high competitive working environment is the social intelligence. So what's the difference? What's the similarities? We all need all kinds of intelligence. They complete each other. Okay, so the emotional intelligence, and we have been working a lot on it, is how each individual can manage his own emotion and how to react during any circumstances, facing challenges, facing a failure, facing a conflict in the workplace. It was about the individual, how you can react uh, how can you can work under stress, manage your emotion, let's say avoid shouting or being uh, uh, aggressive or feeling down if anything unpredictable might happen. As for the social intelligence, as his, his name is already obvious, it's about social interaction. We need to be smart when dealing with other people. We cannot just think about our emotion, ourselves, our reactions. We have to think about the image we are showing in our environment. We need it not also, not only in the working environment, in the family, in any uh, social uh, gathering between friends. So what is really about social intelligence? Social intelligence is about speaking the language of the person in front of you. You have to be a good listener. You have to be feeling and showing a lot of empathy in order to convey uh, a message that needs to be heard by the other person. 
using social intelligence, it's not anymore about us, about the individual. It's about the person we are having our conversations. So a lot of skills that we already know or might have developed, but we have to be very cautious in using them. When I spoke about the image, it's about which role we need to play. Is it a role of somebody encouraging, somebody just listening, somebody giving advices? So we have different role to play, but also we have to make sure that we preserve our authenticity. We are not fooling the person in front of us. We are just being the person that the other one need us to be in order to maintain an excellent relationship. And within the studies and people getting older, and especially in the COVID, we noticed that the person having much more relationship and social contact feel less depressed and less loneliness. And this could lead to less physical uh, illness and could maintain a better shape or uh, health. So this is in general, the uh, big difference and similarities that need to complete each other. And uh, surely uh, everyone reacts differently in presence of one person or another. We might say this person is very likely he has a lot of friends and why the other person is just, I will not go into the introvert or extrovert, just being smart. Why we have one person that everyone is uh, looking forward to, to go out with or to have in a meeting, even though uh, he might, might not be bringing something new to the table in terms of technology or expertise in the field, but this is a likable person. He might be uh, putting this uh, uh, peps in all our meetings. And I guess we have uh, <laughs> someone in the team. <laughs> <laughs> I was about hey, listen. To, who is socially intelligent in our group? <laughs> or hey, hey, listen. De Desiree, I was I was listening very attentively. I mean, to um, your uh, initial presentation of uh, bringing social intelligence. You know, um, as a matter of fact, I mean, uh, the the things that you said um, resonate tremendously with me because when it comes to social intelligence, I think that uh, we can equate it very nicely to connecting with people. I mean, the way the way that we are going to be successfully connecting with other people is if we put ourselves in another person's shoes. And and that is what connection is all about is uh, is not uh, if you're trying to connect with somebody else is not all about you. I mean, it's about the other person. And, uh, and I think that that is, um, and of course, I know that Anna uh, is going to be uh, putting so much emphasis into personality styles because that's, that's, that's what she loves. I mean, she loves 
personalities and she loves to dig deeper into personalities. And of course, um, different personality styles are going to be much more able to exercise social intelligence than other personalities. Now, is it right or is it wrong? I don't think that is 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 neither one or the other. I mean, is is how how we are wired to uh, be uh, acting in 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 our social environment. Yeah, that's that's interesting that you've mentioned the personalities because yes, I was thinking of just because I'm sure Rick being very similar. <laughs> he was putting the two and two together analytically as well. I don't think that um, I don't think that any style is more socially intelligent than the other. I don't think that at all. I think it comes down to training and understanding the science of communicating effectively. And one way to do it is with this training, of course, teaching everybody within your team to understand it so that they relate to other people, not just from their own perspective, but also from the perspective of the person that they're communicating the message to so that they land correctly. So I think understanding DISC could, could be a nice basis for actually display, displaying social intelligence in the workplace. I really do. What, what are your thoughts, Rick? Yeah, I think you're exactly uh, right when you say that, Anna, because as we're all talking, I'm thinking along the same lines. Uh, now, I know in psychology circles, some people will make a distinction between emotional intelligence and social intelligence, and there is a distinction between them. But really, the whole point of emotional intelligence is to demonstrate social intelligence so that not only do I know myself, but I'm able to recognize emotions that others are displaying. And uh, social intelligence would be when I react appropriately to the emotions that I'm seeing the person reflect to me. So similarly, the whole point of personality profiling, particularly using the DISC method, is just that. So if I understand my personality style and I can see the personality style that the other person is demonstrating at that moment, not that they're always that person, because we all slide in and out of different personality styles depending on situations. But if I can recognize the style they're displaying at that moment, I can adjust my approach so that my communication can be uh, targeted best to how that person is likely to receive it. And that just makes clarity that much better. Absolutely, and I think we go, go back to the same principle that we like people like who are like ourselves and be it DISC or be it NLP communication training, the one that we have at Have the Edge. It's based on different principles, but ultimately the main big principle is the same, is bending and molding your behavior and how you communicate so that you communicate in a similar manner that, like the person that you're speaking to. So for example, matching and mirroring, using body language to mimic the movements and the body language of the person you're communicating with, so that the nay, without knowing it or observing it, just think, oh, don't know what it is, but I really like that person because we connect with them for rapport. You know, and similarly, body um, sorry, body patterns, not body patterns, language patterns that we look out for as NLP practitioners. You know, we look for the words that person uses. We determine whether they're visual, whether they're auditory or kinesthetic, and we use those words back. And again, the person will think, oh my God, I really click with that person. When in actual fact, you know, we just try to be more like them, be the personality style, body language, what we say in terms of, you know, our, um, preferences, you know, be it kinesthetic, visual or auditory, etc. 
but it's that big underlying principle, I think, that's coming through. It's just trying to be more like the person you're communicating with, unless they're talking all the time. You don't want to talk all over the other person. So maybe listen in that instance, I would say. <laughs> you, you know, you, you know, Anna, it is it is amazing. But um, when when we talk, um, when most people talk about intelligences, uh, you know, uh, immediately the very first one that comes to mind in most people's minds is IQ, is uh, intellectual intelligence. Um, and, and I read an article that says that um, IQ and technical skills, okay, technical skills, technical abilities will only get a person so far. It will get a person so far. So um, the other two intelligences, I mean, emotional intelligence and social intelligence, which are intelligences that cannot be measured in a typical IQ tests, um, but they have a tremendously more impactful, um, I, I would say, um, uh, they are, they have much more impact when it comes to leadership levels in business. When it comes to businesses, when it comes to, um, let's say, an executive in a business, a manager, a CEO, um, a director in a business, even, even people um, who um, have teams under them, who uh, bring teams together, um, is not the technical skills that they display that are going to get them to where they need to be. It is the emotional intelligence that they display. And in addition to that, the social intelligence, because I think that social intelligence um, plays a very, very, very important role when it comes to teams. And, and, and in my case, I mean, that I love to work with teams and I love to work with emerging leaders. I mean, just bringing teams together and helping them become more productive and, and become to work as a, as a cohesive unit. I think that it, social intelligence is, it should be at the top of their priority list because that is something that, that is a skill that is going to help a team reach a really success. Mm, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Uh, I was about to go to you, Desiree, as well. I was about to say, Desiree, are we going off on a tangent here? What do you think of our discussion? You are the expert. I totally agree with Alejandro because the more we get in the higher skills and higher scheme of the hierarchy, we need to manage team. And we need uh, the most successful relationship is working with someone who doesn't resemble us and taking the best of it and succeeding in approving our project or sponsoring it or uh, getting him along with our team. Uh, so this is it's all about the other one. I feel very comfortable with someone who resembles me. I feel delighted, I feel natural, but when dealing or negotiating with someone totally opposite, it's really, really a challenge. 
And here, social uh, intelligence is to be developed. You know, the communication skills, the listening, the speaking his language. If somebody has uh, uh, is, uh, just speaks with his mind and doesn't speak emotion, I cannot use the emotion path to reach to him. Even though I'm very emotional and I might be very uh, enthusiastic for a project, but if, if I don't show him facts and figures and statistics, I cannot reach a common agreement with him. So it's about the other. Social intelligence, it's always about the other. And we need to also, we need to, 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 to use it and to be implemented in our daily lives, especially in our families. Absolutely. Not only we need to think about the working environment, the businesses, the corporate world, we need also to have it in our relationship with our closest family, our extended family, uh, and it's uh, really, really uh, get life easier. So definitely, uh, definitely, like you said, Anna, this uh, training is very important. Uh, coaching is also very important. And I'm sure that as we have uh, our community have the edge, we can support uh, everyone who is willing to improve and develop himself to reach a better image of himself. I have got a question for you, Desiree. So Alejandra said there are no tests such uh, similar to IQ for uh, emotional intelligence and social intelligence. Now, the question is actually, I was thinking, is there any tests for that other than when the boss walks in, if they're not intelligent socially and emotionally, <laughs> normally people roll their eyes, they go, oh, he's in or she's in, you know, <laughs> that's a good test. But let's talk about more comprehensive, you know, maybe question answer tests. Are there any any of those around to determine around to determine the, the yes, we can find many tests about uh, emotional intelligence mostly. Social intelligence is uh, also you can find some tests, but uh, the one thing I need to to mention is that we have to be intelligent enough in order to read what's behind the other's emotion and reaction when we enter the room. It's not only, only because they are smiling at, uh, at us, mean that they are supporting us. Yeah, yeah I can relate to that very much so. <laughs> you know, one, one thing um, I just, I just want to mention, um, I mean, for uh, the people who are, um, going to be uh, watching us um, that um, in the in the have the edge team um, one one of the striking things and one of the uh, most remarkable things that I have experienced is that which is which is very um, um, very um, curious I mean to, to 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 say but I am going to say that not only we are a team that uh, displays a tremendous IQ levels okay um, but we are a team that also uh, displays a very high 
emotional intelligence and social intelligence within the members of of this team and it, it's such it's such a rewarding feeling i mean to be part of a team where um people are social intelligence with one another and 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 that that intelligence that we have among ourselves is very easily translated outside of Have the Edge. And that is why Desiree and um, obviously the other members who are here uh, can truly say that we have the know-how uh, to really help uh, individuals, to really help um, uh, 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 teams uh, to really help leaders who are working with teams in order to bring those teams to a much higher level of productivity and performance because we have experienced that with ourselves and we can take that uh, and work with other teams and help them reach even higher uh, levels. So um, that's that's in a nutshell saying that I am so thrilled and happy to be working and collaborating uh, within a group that that, um, that is helping me to reach new heights in those three intelligences, IQ, EQ, and SQ. That's brilliant. Thank you, Alejandro. I'm going to ask you a challenging question, guys. If you had to score your social intelligence on a scale of one to 10, where would you say you are at, Rick? Well, well, I would say what I would like to be thought of as and what I actually am is probably somewhat less than that. Um, that's, a, that's a great question. On a 10-point scale, I'd like to think I'm a 9 or a 10. Uh, in fact, I probably hover around six or seven most times. Uh, I am sure that I occasionally dip down to one or two. But that's all of us, right? Okay, make sure, note to self, I'll make sure I don't go diving with you when you <laughs> you're one or two. Okay, so what about you, Alejandro? <laughs> Oh, okay. And me, um, well, that, as, as Rick said, I mean, that is a great question and we have to examine ourselves. Uh, I think that me, uh, definitely, I am a 15. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to find out what your reaction to that, to that answer would be. Um, no, I think, I think that, um, just to be honest, I mean, uh, I consider myself um, quite um, a, a sociable person. Uh, now, when I said a sociable person, um, I don't necessarily mean a socially intelligent person. <laughs> you have to give yourself a rating. What would it be? Um, I think I think that I would say um, maybe um, a seven, eight. Um, and that now sometimes it dips, uh, but I think that I try to maintain it perhaps, I mean, on a, on, on a seven, eight. And uh, of course, uh, there's always room for improvement. Of course there is. And Rick just actually sent a message to our chat. You can take, I'm going to open our chat. Um, and he, he says you can go to mindtools.com to take EQ tests. So if you're interested to find out, what is your EQ score? Go 
go ahead and take it and actually let us know as well. We are always interested. So did the read. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. I'm not trying to share screen. I'm just trying to close the chat. That's it. Done it now. So Desiree, where would you score yourself on your social? Well, I have to share something with you. Uh, it's out of one personal experience. It, I used to say that it was all about me. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> uh, I learned to be a from, from this experience, I learned that in my working environment, I have a person who I use to interact on a daily basis. And at the end, there was a clash because he, this person couldn't stand how I show up in the meetings. So I discovered this late enough but not late, late uh, early enough to improve myself. So that's why I'm intrigued about the social intelligence and I'm researching a lot and I'm working a lot on it. And uh, the score usually, in, when we do executive coaching for corporates, mm. we conduct the 360 assessment. That's right. That's the whole team and the whole peers would assess this person. And here's the hour of truth when we got the results. So we all tend uh, to have high scores and we work on it, but the image we show, we cannot really truly know it. We have to always ask our peers, our teams, and uh, really listen to their answers in order to approve ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's it. The reviews, they could be quite daunting for people who are hiring as a school person executive coaches. It's, it's yes. being open and being welcoming to the feedback that you're going to receive. And sometimes it's really not what you expect. In fact, most of the times um, in corporate coaching that I've done. Um, so you have to be a big person to receive that. And bear in mind, all of it is confidential. Nobody's signing off their names on their opinion of you. Um, but hey, if, if you want a challenge, why don't you contact us? If you would like a 360 review, if you would like uh, a corporate and executive coach to work with you, you can always give us a shout. Just email info at havetheedge.org. But anyway, over to you, Desiree. I think I've interrupted your story. No, it's a, I just also need to mention one thing that in the corporate world, maybe the owner or the HR are sponsoring the executive coaching, but each one of us could use easily the support of a life coach to improve himself or herself at all levels. And this could be very, very, very showing uh, and uh, very uh, shining the transformation that anyone can uh, be benefiting of when using a life coach service. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just interrupt you, Alejandro? I'll come back to you. Sure. I, I just don't want to allow Desiree get away from the question. So what's your score? For your uh, okay, my score. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, let's, say, let's say I'm I'm climbing uh, the the ladder and I'm 
reaching seven or eight. Okay, well, you guys were very prudent with your scores. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to be so today. I think I'm a solid nine. That's what <laughs> <I mean. laughs> it's like listening to you, thinking, okay. And I think it's down to the disc training. It's just being able to adapt a, a lot more due to the training that, that, I, that I had. Uh, well, now, who was... I mean, I would not even have imagined that Anna would be so humble uh, to, I mean, to really uh, give us a score, a solid, a solid score of nine. So that means that that score is written in stone. <laughs> well, in all fairness, I think we're all dipping and out. You know, certainly when you're at home, you're more settled in your own way. And I'm an introvert, so certainly I'm introverted. But when I'm in social social situations, uh, due to the distraining, I, I would say that in those moments, I'm definitely a solid nine. I was going to go for ten. So <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> if you're going to go, go all the way. <laughs> I think there is always a room for improvement, right? You know, that's always. right. I don't think I've ever been. But, but, but you know, one thing, the, the other thing that I wanted to share is that um, I think that when we talk about um, especially emotional intelligence, um, everybody knows. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that everybody heard the name Daniel Goldman. And Daniel Goldman, who was one of the psychologists, I mean, that really uh, accentuated, I mean, the concept of uh, emotional intelligence, you know, he wrote a book uh, that it was called Social Intelligence, The New Science of Social Relationships. Okay, so he went into uh, emotional intelligence and he moved into the area of social intelligence. And what he did is he separated two competences that were present in EQ, in emotional intelligence, namely social awareness and relationship management. Um, and he brought those two competences into um, the new area of social intelligence. So social intelligence is the compounding of um, uh, social awareness and relationship management. So what what can we what can we say about those two things? I mean, especially uh, I love that relationship management. I mean, how to manage relationships. And, and I think that for businesses uh, to really be successful and for teams, uh, managing relationships is, is very, is essential, is very crucial, is, is it not? Well, you manage the relationships first and then you manage people. Well, that's how it should be anyway. You know, spending more time on building rapport before you start um, actually managing people. Um, yeah. It's sales, whether it's in teams, it's been proven and companies slowly but surely are moving in that direction. I think, I don't know, what, I'm, what about you, Rick? What are your thoughts on this? Sorry if you hear my cat meowing in the background, by the way. <laughs> That's why I was laughing earlier on, thinking there's joys of the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I agree exactly with what Alejandro is saying. And I just uh, uh, finished referencing Daniel Goleman's earlier book on emotional intelligence. And he talks about uh, the five aspects of emotional intelligence. The last two are the ones that Alejandro said he has now split out into social intelligence. And it makes perfect sense. Uh, it's recognizing the emotions in others, having empathy towards others, having that, that competency, and also uh, handling relationships. 
I really shy away from the thought of managing people. I get it, I understand it, and, and there is a management aspect of people, but who in the world wants to be managed? Uh, probably nobody. We don't mind being led, we enjoy being led, but probably not so much being managed. And, and I think it's important to reflect back on a little bit of what, um, uh, what Desiree said earlier on when she talked about authenticity. And that is absolutely key, being authentic in, in what we're doing and how we're doing it. Because a lot of the emotional intelligence or social intelligence techniques can appear manipulative. We're trying to change somebody's thought to suit our own needs. And it's, it's a danger. And we see that sometimes we perceive that, particularly in salespeople who want to play on our emotions to get the sale. So we have to be very careful. We do have to be authentic. And, and of course, what, what we teach and espouse at Have the Edge is, is that authenticity. Uh, not to be manip manipulative, but to be uh, communicate better, to be more communicative. And one thing I read recently said that the people with the highest IQs work for the people with the highest EQs. So, <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is excellent and and i think that when it comes to a relationship management um it came to my awareness um when uh, a few years ago i was working in a company uh, that was in an engineering company and um the person who was um, really on top of me, and 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 it was uh, one of the VP. Uh, I think was the VP of operations, sort of, the, or the VP of engineering. And I tell you, um, I never felt so miserable in my entire working life because that person was what I called a professional but a true professional micromanager, micromanager. It was like a helicopter manager, always hovering on top of people to see how, what they were doing, how they were doing it and, and so forth. I'm, I'm, when, when, when I say relationship management, I certainly did not mean micromanaging people. That is the worst, the worst that a manager or an executive can ever do to members of their teams. Don't do it. That was a very passionate speech. I can see that you went through that experience. It was very evident. Do you know, some people are not managers. Some managers are not managers. Some managers are damagers. And I think in your case, <laughs> Because definitely, definitely the damager. We know. Yeah. I want to tell you, Alejandro, that micromanagers do not know that they are micromanaging their team. They absolutely have no idea. They think they are just doing follow up or putting their experience and having everything everything done their way to be the best. They have this, no idea that they are micromanaging, believe me. And this is uh, something that we have to be aware of, especially now that we are leading our team remotely. Mm. 
That's right. It's never been more important. And I think um, what Desiree, we were saying about social intelligence very much applies in the team environment when it comes to leading teams, leadership, inspiring people, etc. In fact, there was some research done around what makes people climb really fast uh, to the top positions within organizations. And there were two qualities. One of them was how they react to crisis, how they can deal with crisis, how they can make critical decisions quickly, how they manage their emotions when it's a very stressful situation. And the second thing uh, was actually how can they be a team player? And this is very much in line with what Rick said, not about you know, um, the association that he has with the word being managed as opposed to being led. Um, and it's it's very much to do with that team mentality. So actually leading rather than managing. And that was the second uh, trait that uh, was consistently showing up uh, in people caring naturally, not that it cannot be trained, you can train people to be more of a team of players, but the, those particular participants, it was coming out naturally, they weren't tra uh, trained to be team players, but it was consistent and it was a number two thing. And I think, again, it's very much in line with being socially intelligent and being more of a leader than, than a manager. And that propelled them to the top position uh, positions in, in, in bigger organizations. The final thoughts, team. Final thoughts. I think, I, I, th I think, I think, I, I think that you can be both. I think that you can be both. When it comes to leadership, I think that you can either be an augmenter of your team or you can be a diminisher of your team, but you cannot be both. I mean, you either enhance uh, the members of your team to thrive and to do better uh, and to give them um, uh, of your own example, so you are augmenting their 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 abilities, or you are a diminisher. You just squeeze the, I mean, their creativity and and their work because what? Because you want to be on top. You want to be the star uh, of the team. It's not the team. And I think that that is the great difference uh, when it comes to some leaders. I mean, some leaders, they want to shine themselves and diminish the team. And, and, and those, they will not last too long. They, are but the, they will last a long time, but the people, people within the team yeah. <laughs> will last for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Emotion and we, say, we know that people change because of their uh, boss, not because of their job. Yeah. I just want to add one more thing that emotional intelligence is about the present moment. When we are in a situation, we need to use our emotional intelligence to get out of it. But social intelligence is more about the future, building our path for building the relationship. And this is what we call the having the tact or street smart, how we can get along with any kind of uh, character or and Anna, I would love to give you it easily a 10 because how the way we connected and the way <laughs> I will definitely give you a 10. Uh, because <laughs> about introvert, extrovert and how we just connected and we you got me into the team. So head off.
You know, uh, Desiree, uh, we have to be we have to be very careful um, in uh, giving Anna a ten because you know what happens? We don't want Anna's ego to really skyrocket because then we are getting into a dangerous zone. So we have to be a little bit careful with that. Yes, it's self-awareness. <laughs> this is my favorite chapter in coaching. <laughs> and self-confidence. <laughs> yeah, Alejandro doesn't want to uh, you to inflate my own self-importance, you know? <laughs> he, he, he wants to do it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I told you, Desiree, I told you to keep that a secret between both of us. <laughs> so final, final words, Rick, final words before we close off, because I'm very much aware we've been on air for the last almost 45 minutes. Oh, where does the time go? I don't know. These sessions, they always just whiz by, don't they? I know. So just to just to build on what uh, Desiree was saying, I totally agree that emotional intelligence is inward. It's looking me looking at me, how aware I am of my own emotions as they're happening, uh, how I'm able to handle those feelings and how I'm able to motivate myself and very much in the present where social intelligence is more outward looking and using dealing with other people and and being very forward looking so i totally agree with uh, the points that Desiree made just a few moments ago perfect thank you and alejandro final thoughts from you yes i mean the final thoughts are um you know i just want to mention a little bit of what i also read and it says that i mean we are definitely just because of what how the world is moving right now we are moving more and more into the virtual world. I mean, creating virtual teams, uh, you have e-commerce, you have social networking sites, you have the, the whole internet economy. Um, and there's gonna be more and more and more to come as, as we move forward. And I think that that uh, would eventually lead to a human disconnect. Uh, that will adversely affect people's relationships um, and associations, whether you are at home or in a workplace. So I think that the result of all that will be that um, social intelligence will be the keystone skill for the success and fulfillment in the future. I think that we are moving more and more into uh, developing uh, and I think that for anyone who is watching, who will be watching this, if you, if, whether you are a 10 in social uh, intelligence, um, uh, never uh, miss an opportunity to keep learning more, because I think that as the world is moving more and more into that virtual world, um, we are going to be needing more and more not so much of IQ, but a lot, a lot more about EQ, emotional intelligence, to keep our emotions in line, but also social intelligence, how 
more effectively and successfully we can interact with other people and putting ourselves into other people's positions so we can understand them and connect with them uh, much, much better. Thank you, Alejandro. That's very, very, very valuable thoughts there and, and advice, certainly. Desiree, final thoughts for you before we log off? Building on what Alejandro said about the virtual world, e-commerce, and uh, I might say about the globalization, and for all the people who are watching us, there's another form of intelligence mm -hmm. other than the IQ, EQ, or SQ. And if you are really interested and curious enough to know about it, you have to follow us at Have the Edge to learn about another form of intelligence. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Desiree. In fact, we're here not just help you with your EQ and SQ. We're also here to attend to your corporate and executive coaching needs, leadership coaching needs, team coaching needs, disc training, etc. We could probably cover them all. So if you want more information on what, how we can help you, how we can get your business into an even better place, into an even better position, please get in touch with us by emailing info at havetheedge.org. We all look forward to working with you soon. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Have the Edge podcast. Please leave us a rating and a review. Visit our website at www.havetheedge.org to explore our business and entrepreneurial services. If you have any queries, please email info at havetheedge.org. And to keep up to date, please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram.